Hey, Gluttoneers. Quick disclaimer about our interview episode we are putting out right now. I uh, smoked a joint, or at least part of a joint, of Space Melon OG, and it sent me right the fuck to space. We had her at a certain point in the interview, and then we lost her to the terpenes and cannabinoids of her space. So I kind of finished it up with our guest, Katie. But that's the risk we're willing to take around here for our listeners. <laughs> just have to listen to me babble incoherently a little bit. Just a little just, bit. Mostly it's Becca bit. and Katie making sense. So <laughs> wanna, wanted so, to warn you ahead of time. We hope you enjoy our first interview. Find us at highgluttony.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And be sure to check out the Blissmith podcast and get some of your own tools for finding bliss. Enjoy. Hi, Gluttony. I am Becca. And I'm Gretchen. We've got a little bit of a surprise for everyone today and something that's a little bit new for us. We are all about joy and pleasure here at High Gluttony. We thought it was time to bring on a guest who is just pure joy and an absolute pleasure to be around and spreads a message of finding your bliss. So welcome our first guest ever, Katie Smith. Welcome. Katie, welcome. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited. Being a first guest is a big deal. So I'm just, I'm ready to party. I'm ready to own it. And just like, hopefully something really magical comes out of this. It's, I mean, already. I feel it. It will. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why okay. I said hopefully. We, we know. <laughs> we know what's going to happen. We know. We can feel it. Yeah. So we usually kick off our episodes by talking about what we're enjoying in that moment. So what we're drinking or eating or smoking. And so um, I'll kick it off. I'm drinking, we're all drinking some version of a rosé. Mine is actually a Pinot Gris. That's kind of a rosé. Yeah. No, it's yeah. uh <laughs> we, we can get into the terminology if you want, but otherwise we can just <laughs> skip over that and say, fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it's a 2018 from Forlorn Hope. It's awesome. It's super fun. And then I am smoking LA Confidential, which has 22% THC. And then it's got caryophylline, lemonine, and linalool. And so, Katie, we're just listing off some of the common terpenes since we've been trying to figure out how our own bodies respond to different terpenes and cannabinoids. So we're kind of tracking that progress as we go. Cool. I think so, so far though, unfortunately, Becca has been the only one that's been able to track. I got really excited yeah. today because um, for 420 Ease was doing a sale this week. And so I ordered a bunch of stuff because they were doing 42% off. So I was like, I got really excited because I bought, I love a pre-roll joint, you know, and I got this joints and they were like, and inside it came with this little card that says, no, get to know your terpenes. And I was like, I finally have something that might have the terpene information. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> they don't have it for this strain. <laughs> oh, so, no. so, so far away. <laughs> so, I was so bummed. <laughs> brutal. So brutal. So, um, so I am smoking 
a lake grade sativa. This is Space Melon OG. It's a really lovely. I smoked a whole one of the, or no, half of one of these the other day. And it was a really nice light high. And I'm looking it up on this website called iheartjane.com. And they say best used for game night or a dinner party with friends or cleaning the house. Same spirit for all three. Yeah. 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 And I have a Boucher Bacchus collection, Vin Gris of Pinot Noir. It's very similar to your Pinot Hmm. Gris. And then we gifted Katie something. So this is more reflective of, I guess, our taste. I hope she's enjoying it. (laughs) It's it's really nice. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I like the label. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cute. What's it called, Katie? Just for our people who can't see you. Luke, Luke Belair, uh, I mean, probably butchered that, but um, it's Beautiful. established in, uh, it's a French product, so, <laughs> you know. I mean, fancy. we're in. Yeah, Got fancy. transported to France. <laughs> probably on a boat. But yeah, it's delicious. The color's beautiful. I'm thoroughly enjoying. Awesome. I uh, usually have some weed gummies. I didn't pull them out today because they usually make me overly chill, which like I don't feel like I'd be like the best guest. <laughs> so I'm just Fair. keeping it keeping it cool with yeah. the old rosé. With the yeah. chilled beverages. Whatever I mean, makes you. I just pull out a cereal box and just eat the whole thing on the podcast. <laughs> just like, so we, I was like, we you know, I'll save them from that. Yeah. Yeah, please, because that would be a pain to edit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. But if it brings you joy, I guess we'll, we'll make it work. Boy, Katie. does it. Boy, does it. Oh, boy, does it. So we know a little bit about you. We thought the next part, we would ask you some really quick first thing that comes to your mind sort of answers mm. so people can get to know you a little bit better. And then we Maybe. have some more sort of real questions for you. Favorite karaoke song? Oh, um, do wop that thing, Lauren Hill. Good choice. Very good Thank choice. You. Been working on it for years. It's a real doozy. Okay. Next time <laughs> we're all together, karaoke bar. Karaoke. <laughs> Lauren Hill. I'll bust it out. Okay. Most Ooh. used emoji. <laughs> uh, oh, the hug one. Okay. Uh, with the hands up front. It just, for me, it doesn't look like a hug. It looks like I'm excited. Hello. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're already learning things. I didn't know what that was. I just thought that was I'm excited. I didn't realize that was uh, that was a hug. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's supposed to be a hug, but I feel like you're right, Gretchen. For me, it's an I'm excited emoji. There you go. <laughs> they did it wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all, everybody knows what it really means. Yeah. <laughs> Would you visit space if you had the chance? I, you know what? I, I was going to try to sound cool and say yes, but I don't think I would. That freaks me out. Same. <laughs> yeah. The ride over there, that's the part that it would like freak me out. I think once I got there, I'd be like, this is cool. But yeah, I'm going to say no. Gosh. Okay. Loser. I was going to say the, the possibility of being blown to pieces is a little high for most people. I would totally go. I'm like, no, I'm going to go. I don't want to be in gravity anymore. Please take me to space. So. Yeah. I mean, high risk, high reward for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Really wanted to say yes, but can't do it. Thanks for your honesty. Would you rather live where it only snows or where it's always over 100 degrees? No. 
snow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not a hot girl. Well, no. you're a hot girl, but. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I would rather <laughs> cuddle up. Like, I feel like my sweatshirts are my uniform. So that'd be perfect. My daily uniform. Thanks. <laughs> Gretchen, what about you? A uh, hundred, over a hundred. It would have to over be 100. over a hundred. I, I hate snow. I hate cold. Oh. Oh. I would lose my mind. So, <laughs> all right. Well, now we know that about Gretchen too. What about you, Coffee. Becca? Uh, probably snow. I grew up outside of Las Vegas and it was hot often. And I just, <laughs> if it was like that all the time, I don't know if I could do it. But the snow ugh, is annoying. So, coffee or tea, Katie? Coffee. Okay. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, um, maybe like an Amy Poehler. Nice. Yeah. 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 (laughs) There are like I usually my answer is Beyonce, but like (laughs) (sighs) I just I know that she wouldn't be willing, and it's hard for me. Would that she could be so lucky though (laughs) to play (laughs) the Katie. (laughs) (laughs) She'd have like imposter syndrome. She'd be like, I don't know if I can pull it off. Like I know. Katie There's only so one great. Katie Smith. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. I think Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler could handle handle it. Yeah. Nice. Does food taste better when you make it yourself, when it's from a restaurant, or when it's made oh. by a friend? Oh, restaurant. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> restaurant. Oh, restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Quick answer. Yeah. Gretchen, what would you say on this one? I'm curious. Home. Oh, yeah. I was like, don't ask, don't ask, don't ask. Yes, I'm that It's me. I don't doubt well, it. Yeah, having eaten at your house, that makes sense. I, I actually made a video this week uh, on 420 of my, my newest invention. I'm calling it a peep taco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there marshmallows in there? Is there marshmallows in there? Oh, yes. So you take a peep, (laughs) take those marshmallow peeps and you toast it with uh, my, I use my, uh, what do you call that? Torch thing. Yeah. Blowtorch, my blowtorch. So you toast it with a blowtorch and then while it's still warm, you push chocolate chips into it uh, so that it looks like a taco and then eat it. So it's like a (laughs) s'more Sam's graham cracker. It was stupid good like uh so I I made a video and at the end I show myself idiot that I go and I had to rewind it because I couldn't understand what I was saying but I was like I'm a fucking genius I think is what I said I love that you had to rewind it for yourself (laughs) it's high I forgot what I said (laughs) behold peep taco (laughs) yum seriously that's funny parsley or cilantro Katie um, oh, cilantro, but like, you know, don't try to give me like a ton of it. Mostly because I like <laughs> Mexican food. And so like, that comes with the territory, but they can both like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Like, I don't make, I, like I, don't, I don't know. I just don't need either one. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, you can edit that out. You can enter no. like, they can both like get out of town. Oh no! Oh, we uh, are. Every episode has to be marked as explicit for us. It's like I don't know, man. It's like I'll find my greenery in another way. 
Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. We know I'm a cilantro person. Well, parsley, mm-hmm. gross. Get it out of here. Gretchen, parsley or cilantro? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. This is a good, a good rounding of answers there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for what I said about them, Gretchen. It's okay. I know lots of people that hate parsley, especially. (laughs) That's the more surprising one. I know because with cilantro, you have the people that have the gene that makes them not like it. So, like, there's a lot of people that just don't like cilantro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, a little bit to be, like, it's on my taco. Yay. But, like, that's it. (laughs) Like, little boop. (laughs) Oh, hi. Goodbye. The expression of herbs, like not, <laughs> yes. not a full interaction, just, just a smattering, smattering. Yeah, like there's a, there's a fleck, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, might have fallen off from somebody else's plate. Perfect, thanks. That's all I needed. <laughs> the last of our icebreaker popcorn style questions. What is your favorite thing to cook and why? I'm a, I can add baking, like baking is okay. Of course. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. great, great. I'm yeah. very literal, so I'm like, okay. I don't know if baking's allowed in this oh. answer. But I, I, ha- I did jump on the sourdough um, train over COVID. And the reason why I really like it is it's become really meditative for me. Like, I really enjoy the process. So, yeah, it's just been fun and to, like, learn and nurture it and try new things with it. So I've, I've been having a good time. Yeah. And then share it with people, too. And we get to mm-hmm. follow your journey of baking. I must share it because if I eat it all, it's a nope. <laughs> that, that's like the number one problem with baking your own bread, though, is that yeah. you, <laughs> it's like you have to eat it. Like, and there's a very <laughs> limited window. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but it's warm. Like, we have to try it while it's warm, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, but now it's a day old. So we have to eat it. Hurry fast. Oh, no, so yeah. There's never not an excuse to eat it. Yeah. In a very quick and overwhelming kind of way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like really full on bread. <laughs> Made of bread. Yeah. We did it. You did it. Good job. Now we know Thank so you. much about you and everybody. <sighs> This is a, actually, no, because you, you and I did not answer the karaoke song. Oh, oh yeah. Let's hear those. Okay, go ahead, Gretchen. Only because I really want to tell you mine because I'm oh, okay. like, craving to go <laughs> karaoke. So I thought it was so funny when I opened this up today and I was like, I hadn't seen that question before. And like, I have been <laughs> thinking about karaoke so much. So I was like, Becca is scary. She lives in my brain. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't stop believing Mm. Ooh. <laughs> solid yes yeah I want to listen to it right now I think I would do I guess I don't know if I have like a karaoke song but the song I always want to request on my birthday which I w- would probably end up singing is sign sealed delivered so I think that would be my karaoke That's I really think I can hit that tone most I think of the time. So. <laughs> yeah I think so yeah I like that so then I guess it's time to switch gears a little bit and talk about the bliss smith and have you tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know some things now, but I guess what would you want people to know about yourself? Cool. So <laughs> I, I, this question, because I ask it on my podcast a lot too, and I really enjoy how people like 
craft their answers. And I wouldn't say that I'm good at crafting mine, but I will say that over the years, I've been really intentional about not mentioning what I do. Cause I think a lot of people lead with like what your job is. And like, I'm trying to always remind myself that like, okay, like your job is one thing, but like, who are you? So um, all that to say, maybe I won't even tell you what I do for a living. Cause like, there's so much more to old, old Smitty. So anywho, <laughs> I am a mid to late thirties female. <laughs> I don't like, what are you doing here? Um, (laughs) see my guests are better at answering this um and I live in Seattle with my fiance who his name is Chris and he is a Scottish fellow so I spend most of my days just mimicking his accent and driving (laughs) him insane I mean I guess for context no I'm not telling you what I do for a living now now you're gonna think I'm in the CIA which is great yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I I recently picked up coaching uh, softball. I used to play it, and now I coach eleven and twelve year old girls, which is a hoot. That generation is like mind boggling. I guess all other generations that aren't yours are. But <laughs> and then yeah, just moved to Seattle from the Bay Area. Was in the Bay Area for about seven years, and moved up to Seattle to you know start thinking about starting a family and just more space and a, and a new adventure. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Blissmith podcast. So I started the Blissmith podcast about a year and a half ago. And I always have had a calling to inspire and motivate other people. And I find that the way that cult like talks to me the most is when people are vulnerable and feel like they're in it together versus when, you know, you hear someone at a conference, like speaking about how they did it and they nailed it and they figured it out. I kind of like the approach more of like fumbling through it and just being a normal human, figuring it out, normal human things. And so I started the podcast to try to motivate other people and hit audiences, various audiences, not just the ones that would listen to an inspirational podcast, but maybe uh, I always talk about my my brother who, you know, is, is a dude living his life. I'm like, what would my brother want to listen to? And what would like resonate with him? Um, and so I think just people who want to hear different messages of people like them or want to learn about people who aren't like them. So the premise of the podcast is just people, um, I think I say finding, forging and following your bliss. So just finding out, figuring out how to be happy, which usually means that there's some sort of like sticking part in the middle it's something you're trying to overcome um so I like digging into that with people and it's fun awesome what made you decide on you have kind of an interview style format for most of your podcasts what made you settle on that format and that approach to sort of storytelling in that way I think it's because the one probably truthfully I really like the um, I like setting the stage and shaping the message as we go um, because actually control freak comes up for me, which I don't always consider myself, but I think there's something about, okay, I want a message to get across. So the interview style allows me to keep the guardrails on and make sure that that message is told. Um, The other reason is I'm a big, um, I am a big Brene Brown fan as many people who do this kind of stuff are. 
Um, and I really like her interview style. And I mean, I'm obsessed with Oprah and I love how she brought that out in people. So I think the interview style helps bring out the vulnerability in people because, you know, it's not often that people just share. Um, so ha being in a position to pull it out of people, uh, you know, is, is fun and rewarding. No, I love that, Katie. I love that. It sounds like your approach to bliss is through struggle, through vulnerability and hearing those personal stories through your specific kind of guiding interview really highlights how vulnerability can lead to finding something really powerful for yourself. I'm blessed in that I have so many people around me who are interesting or have such a cool story. And the when I ask someone to be on my podcast, I really want to encourage them to share the story that I so much connected with. And so part of it is just like, the message is yours. And I'm here to make sure that people can, you know, people hear it. Yeah, that's lovely. What's the most exciting thing to you about your podcast? And at the flip side of that, what sort of challenges you the most when you're creating these? Yeah, the exciting part is when I get feedback from people who aren't my mom, like my, you know, because my, my mom is always going to be positive and supportive, which is amazing. But I think it's like when I get a random text from someone I haven't talked to in a bunch of years, or, um, or just someone I didn't expect to be someone who would listen to it and just give me feedback on how a certain episode made them feel. Um, it's just so encouraging to keep going. Um, when, when I find out that I'm touching more than just like my immediate circle. Um, and that was, that was one of the things that I made an agreement with myself about was, you know, as long as I'm able to get a message to one person, which I, I think is cliche. I think a lot of people say that, but it's true. Like if someone, if one person hears it, like I've done what I was supposed to do with it. Um, I think the challenging part always is the motivation to do it. And a lot of that is because like, I'm not always blissful, you know, like I, life is hard and like, especially COVID. Um, and so having the energy to take myself through it, plus someone I care about or, or have just met, but is like, you know, going to be on my podcast is like having that motivation to share an inspiring message and maybe not in that moment feel inspired, you know? And so that's one thing that, you know, keeping that train rolling, even if I'm not in mint condition, um, is, is always a challenge. That makes sense. It's yeah. like twofold because it's worth it to get the message out. And then it takes something out of you to get the message out. Yeah. And I, you know, I do a lot of therapy around making sure that I'm taking care of myself first. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and so sometimes I'm like, I'm not touching any podcast equipment, like no way, Jose. Uh, but then I know, yeah, that I'm not doing what I'm trying to do. It's weird. It's, it's a tough one. So I, I, push myself through it quite a bit, but sometimes I don't. And maybe that's all part of it too. Mm -hmm. So this one, I have one question and then a couple of sort of <clears throat> sub questions that I threw in here since this felt a little broad, but yeah. I still want to hear you answer it. If bliss myth is all about finding your bliss, what does bliss mean for you? You've already mentioned the vulnerability piece of it, but as Katie, what does bliss look like? And then my sub questions were, 
what is bliss? What is bliss within our society? Which could also, it could, that could mean a lot of things. And I specifically thought of sort of a capitalistic, imperialistic driven planet, kind of how do you get to operate bliss in that? And then what if your bliss is illegal? So <laughs> how do you navigate that? So that was yeah. a lot, wherever you want to start. <laughs> okay. I'll see if I can hit it, hit it all, okay. including okay. encouraging uh, people not to do things illegally or something. So I do the popcorn questions on, on my podcast, do I call them hot tamales? And I ask people what is bliss. And oftentimes the answer is something around happiness and joy, which I, I think it's something around there. What I've learned over time for me, bliss is, is contentment and being at peace because early on, um, so I follow my follow your bliss was like this quote that I loved, like in my early twenties, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to follow my bliss. And I found that the definition of that has changed where it used to be very much like treat yourself, like eat that cupcake, you know, drink a bottle of champagne, um, get a makeover or whatever. But, you know, some of those things are awesome at the time and you should definitely do them. And it's not the whole picture. And it sometimes can be like a, a mask to actually feeling true contentment. And the thing that I realized is like, listen, I'm following my bliss a lot with these donuts and I'm like gaining weight and not really happy with like my health situation. So, to, so that's actually not bliss. That's me covering up for something. So I think it's evolved to just feeling content and at peace with, with your life and, and knowing that it truly is like the whole journey versus like one blip in time. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's ever fully achieved. I think it's like, it's always a, you know, roller coaster. And the idea is that you're, you know, just actively trying to overcome it all the time and being okay with like, which peak or valley that you're in. Mm -hmm. And then I think I got most of the answer, but like, <laughs> what if it's illegal? That's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, like, I think it kind of goes back to my donut example, like, you know, there's like a quick fix type of bliss, like, what does it make you happy? Or like, what's what do you actually need to be content and at peace? And I mean, if if it's illegal, like, I don't know, like, you do you. But you know, <laughs> my whole like, podcasting is like, what's like, what's on the inside that's, that's content? Did I get I, I don't know. Did I get some stuff there? I feel like I Yeah. No, I, I thought that was that was really right on because I was like, kind of went off on my own little tangent here for a little bit. <laughs> but that's pretty much exactly how I would put it. I, although I was thinking comfort, you know, being able to have comfort mm. would be bliss for you too. I was like, no, that's, that's really what I meant was not necessarily comfort, but peace. And well, whatever it is you said, I don't hundred <laughs> percent remember right now, but you said it, and it was really good. So, <laughs> and it gave Gretchen some words that she forgot. <laughs> that I <really> <laughs> Wow. That's next level mo inspiration. Like I'm, yeah, I'm really open, unlocking a new type where it's like, I leave people dumbfounded and speechless. <laughs> They're like, it's just, it's completely <laughs> absorbed and then forgotten yeah. because it's just so, yeah. it's now part of the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am impressive. That's happening. Yeah. <laughs> 
good news is I will listen to this again in the editing process. So I will remember and then be like, yes, okay, yes, that was, it was exactly spot on. I was agreeing with everything. Yeah. Also, to be clear, I still think that eating donuts is following your bliss. Um, but it's just, you know, sometimes it's not that simple and there's right. stuff going on on the inside. Yeah. Mm, donuts, though. Oh, they're the best. Mm, delicious. Speaking of donuts and bliss, how have you tried to hold on to your bliss in this last year of interestingness and chaos? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely gratitude. Um, you know, I, I think especially like with the beginning of COVID, just like, okay, I'm thankful that I have a place to like be in lockdown in and I have a job and I have, you know, stability and support and all those things. So I just think like constant reminders of what I do have um, has been really helpful to stay sane. Also just like very much like uh, being patient with myself. Like it's such, it's such a mind F right now with everything that's been going on and so just like if I want to hide under a blanket all day just like don't be mad at myself for doing it just do it like it, it's a it's a tough time it's overwhelming no one knows what they're doing uh in a pandemic and so just like allowing myself to like be affected by it has been I think really helpful in, instead of like gosh like why is this messing me up so bad it's just like yeah it's messing everyone up in some capacity just like just go just go with it right give yourself that flexibility and that compassion yeah okay I love that that sounds great that's a good reminder for all of us too when I mean in the midst of last year but just going forward just you know if you've got to have your lay in bed day you've got to have your lay in bed day you got to do it and I think some of the stuff that got removed from my life in the last year, like good riddance, it's mm. like cilantro and parsley, like they can just <laughs> stay away, you know? Um, right. <laughs> but I heard there's an article that was like, you know, when we come back to normal, think about what you want to put back into your life. And I tried to really think about that. Like, I actually don't think I'll put everything back, you know, like the weeks where I have like four social things going on or making commitments that I actually don't want to do. So I think in that way, I'm like, this is great. Like I've actually learned a new way that I can live my life that I'm pretty pumped about. Being able to take a a full minute to like appreciate your surroundings, basically. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get to like, get to the point of leaving the house again, but I'll try and get there. (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. Or not. Like maybe this is your new new life and it sounds like you're a fantastic cook so you just do that and you'll be great <laughs> you got the weed you got the, the cooking you're like you're golden I'm set yeah it's true we've always said that I just got to get my way to Gretchen's if there's an yeah. apocalypse mm-hmm. and then be able to figure it out so yeah Katie too see that. it's getting bigger Gretchen you're gonna have to <laughs> the compound it's gonna bigger, yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah I'm definitely in yeah So this conversation about bliss and what's important to you and vulnerability brings me sort of naturally to authenticity. And I think that can be a little bit of a buzzword these days, but I think many of us are still trying to sort out what that does mean for us as individuals. And 
what does it mean to sort of bring your true self to all of the places we exist and that work, friendship, relationships within community, within ourselves? And um, what are your thoughts about how do you, I think finding bliss and finding authenticity kind of overlap, but are not necessarily the same thing. And I wonder how you think those two connect and what, is it a chicken and an egg or does something kick off first? And what do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? That's interesting. Um, I think that you have to be content with who you are which is like, I guess, more on the, what I was defining as bliss, to know what being authentically yourself means. And what I'm learning, especially like coaching young girls, and, you know, working with people of all ages is that that's really hard to figure out in a society that has like, TikTok telling you what to do, or Instagram. And so it's really hard to actually know who you are um, and who you want to be. And then of course it just also comes with age, like trial and error. So I think authenticity is being your, your true self unapologetically, which again, like is really hard. And so like some of the things that I've had to like work through, cause I, I think I do a pretty good job of like being my whole self in all of the crevices of my life but it's become more available to me because I've become less worried about what other people think. And um, I always joke that I'm like a member of People Pleasers Anonymous um, because I just, (laughs) I've lived my whole life people pleasing. And so like I became kind of the class clown type to sort of make sure that everybody was happy. Even if something bad was happening, it's like, it's okay. Like look over here. It's funny. Um, And And I would do that, like, say, like, I say I wanted to tell someone no, which is sometimes really hard to do. And Mm. uh, so I would say, you know, I would say, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, but like, (laughs) it's because I'm so lame and like want to stay at home. Isn't that late? You know, to try to distract from just like my actual needs. Um, And so I think I've learned that to be authentically yourself, you have to know that it's okay to please yourself and who you are. And when I first, like, when I think about the word, I'm like, authentically yourself means like, fly the freak flag or be extra silly or be whoever you are. Um, But I also think it means like, be the like, the darker side, and I shouldn't even call it that, but just like the boundary setting side and the like selfish side um, and, and create those, that space um, and, and say no when you, that's part of being authentically yourself is saying no when you mean no. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like navigating through the answer, but I don't know. Those are some of the things I think about. Boundary setting, learning what your boundaries are is part of figuring out who your authentic self is, is kind of some of what I heard in that. Yeah, it's just as much as, you know, I love to sing at the top of my lungs in the middle of the street as it is. I like my quiet time on Sundays and will not be spending time with anyone outside of my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah, it. Doesn't, yep. Doesn't always have to be some weird thing. It could just be right. uh, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like owning exactly who you are and it's like the sparkly stuff. And then it's the like, Nope, this is me. This is what I like. Don't mm-hmm. care what you like. 
And there's like power in embracing that. Tons. We struggled a lot when we were launching our podcast because we sort of had to decide that we were what we called like, or what we had seen like coming out of the cannabis closet because there are so many stigmas and fears that surround cannabis usage. And I think we still, I, I still struggle with what that means then to be authentic if this isn't something I share in all of my spaces. I, it's a struggle. I, I think you bring up a good point is that it reminds me a bit of, you know, I, we're, we're seeing it all the time where there is a sense of privilege in being able to be your authentic self. And I think like to your example, like the thing you like to do is not legal in all 50 states. So you don't have the privilege to let that fly as much as something else. And then I think we see that like, you know, with systemic racism and what people can and or have and haven't been allowed to do in the workplace because of what they look like. And so I think you bring up a good point that it's really cute for me to say just like, do you in all corners of the world, but like there are many things out there that that do limit people from living their best life. Sure. And I think for us here at High Gluttony, one of those important things is legalize it, decriminalize it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everyone can be authentically learning how their body responds to it. Just even real, like having that reconciliation of the how I'm going to get real mad because I've been listening to something this week about all the systemic racism with marijuana and because it, it, it's been on like everything because 420 this this week and so... <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, shit. <laughs> Apparently, this is very, it is very nice weed for cleaning the house because that is exactly <laughs> what happened the other day. <laughs> Having a conversation, on the other hand, <laughs> that's good. Let's go. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even smoke like a third of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about something you listen to. That made you mad? I was responding to something about, oh, oh, I had a whole point about like how the decriminalization and then may doing, you know, the social justice part of it because of just ridiculous prejudice that they, they mm-hmm. arbitrarily just like assigned to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, like just the, the infuriating nature of that, I feel like was sort of related to what you just said, but I have... I'm really not sure at this point. So well, I think you're saying Katie mentioned systemic racism and the way like you can't necessarily always be your authentic self in the workplace if there are systemic racist structures that exist, which happens in a lot most places. And I think Gretchen, what I heard you saying too was that like there is also that within the cannabis community because it was so stigmatized and sort of just assigned to one community. And then everything spiraled from there in terms of it never being appreciated as a medicine and the continual carceral system that just feeds through this, these prejudices. So it's a whole thing. Whew, that took yeah, that a turn. Was a, Becca, you, you nailed it though. You really brought you it did. together. Okay. And yeah. Yes. That was, that was a, yes, that was exactly it, Becca. Thank you for being inside my head. Those parallels are pretty like insane, you know, and 
I think that about that a lot because like if I had my way I would you know tell everyone like you know have these big be your authentic self and I I probably will have my way because I really love to talk about that stuff but Mm -hmm. you can't go without acknowledging that for uh, some people it's really hard to be themselves because of how society is it doesn't mean that we all shouldn't like try to be our our authentic self and try to remove those barriers for those who can't but it's really sticky and like the fact that it happens in the cannabis community just as you know in the same way it's it's like such a cool like such a cool thought that I hadn't Mm -hmm. even considered yeah like you like it sounds like you're saying like try to be as authentic as you can provided you're in a safe enough space to do that and many times that wasn't accessible for people who were consuming cannabis or still not yeah and it's like you know so someone who like me who feels pretty darn lucky to be able to be as closely authentic as I possibly can should be continuing to do that for myself for my own well-being but also like looking around to see how I can remove barriers for other people yeah, not just making authentic space for yourself, but creating authentic structures. So how do you balance the need to be yourself and present in all of these spaces and the need for privacy? How do you decide how much to share through the podcast and through, I have another social media question, so I don't want to jump into that, even though I almost said that just now. But yeah, how do you balance your need for privacy and how much you want to share with people? I'm pretty comfortable sharing anything my lens is usually is this helping others or is it helping me and what I mean by that is like does it help me get sympathy that I'm not looking for like on the podcast like I'd be happy to share anything I think I'm always like mindful of how my past or present like impacts others like you know maybe it's like a family thing or or whatever but I try to get really real because like that's the whole point. Like I don't want to be viewed. I don't want to censor anything that's going on because that's the point. I want people to not feel alone in their weird shit or hard shit. So um, I don't, I don't try to balance. I, I think that it's as raw as possible. And then like my guardrails are like, will this like, um, you know, hurt anyone's feelings, I obviously take into consideration, or um, am I doing it for the right reasons? Am I doing it to like exploit a thing? Or am I doing it because I really want it to help people? Mm -hmm. So open book with bowling bumper lanes or something? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's like the kitty bumpers, but like, sometimes they still get over. Within reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Um, So then our last question here is about social media, which is, as we're all aware, it's a very fascinating part of our lives now in which we can share really sort of curated snippets of our lives. Most of those times, those are positive. And so this kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier in terms of vulnerability and sharing your struggles. And it feels like oftentimes people will post a moment of honesty or vulnerability. And then there's this huge uproar of like how brave you are and how inspiring that is. And that's awesome. But it feels almost like, like humans have so many emotions. We feel so many things and 
we hide so many things. So how do we get to a point where that kind of real vulnerability is normalized? And how do we find a way to do that? Or is that, do you even think that's possible on social media in an authentic way? Yeah. I remember like early in Facebook, it was very much the whole like, you know, here's me getting engaged, married, having a baby, the exciting stuff, or like something sad. And then everyone piles on and is like, I'm so sorry. And, and, you know, I am cynical that all, you know, I think some of these comments were very much like the person wanted was basically reaching out to get that feedback and support, which like I, I completely respect, but I think you're right in that it has to be authentic to, to post something vulnerable. If you're doing it to just get like, like love or attention is the word that I, you know, I think that's a problem, but at the same time, if you're reaching out for attention, there's probably a reason why. And maybe there's something deeper there that like you need to go to therapy for, or you need to like reach out to your friends. I, I actually just, and listen, I am not a saint. I deleted Instagram from my phone this morning. And why Whoa. I say I'm not a saint is like, it probably will be back on my phone. Like, let's be real. But I, <laughs> I, I'm so not thrilled with how it's going because it's still, people are just so crushed in comparing themselves with things that aren't actually real. So I think to your question about like, how do you, how do we get it to a place where it is authentic is like encouraging sharing is really important and encouraging showing what's under the rug, I think is so important. And then as someone who's sharing, really considering like, am I sharing this because I want to help others or I want to lean on others or I want people to feel comfort in my story. Those are great things to think about, not necessarily like, I want attention, which I, I see a lot, I guess. It yeah. is a thin line and it is important mm-hmm. to be your authentic self. But to your point, sometimes it's still too much to take in and you've got to sort of just still take a step back and again, figure out what your boundaries are around these things. Yeah, that's so true. Cause sometimes people put something and I'm i uh, I'm an Aquarius, which means I think it means I'm sensitive. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I don't follow Zodiac at all, but <laughs> It's just like an Aquarius shout out, but I, I'm very, I'm a huge empath to where like my body is impacted when Mm. I see something sad. Um, Mm. And so for me, when someone posts something sad, like it takes a lot for me to not go, how do I jump over the, like, how do I reach through the phone and help them? So yeah, it is about just understanding what you can handle and, like what is important to your core. And then, then of course, being community minded where it's like, cool, I, I can help in this situation or I can offer some words of encouragement. Finding your people pleasing anonymous support group boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. Where can people find your podcast? Where can they get your information? Yeah, it's on Spotify and Apple, and it's called the Bliss Smith Podcast. Bliss Smith is one word, only two S's because three S's was going to be really obnoxious. <laughs> and then I'm on the old Instagram at at the Bliss Smith. Thank you so oh, much for joining Instagram, us. Oh, so you deleted Bliss Smith too? Oh no, I didn't. But well, I just okay. deleted the app, so I can like peek in there. Oh, hit me, hit oh, me okay. up. Okay, I'll peek in just for your listeners. <laughs> okay, they'll find you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. This was fun to hear what you're doing with your podcast and just hearing a little bit more about the message you're spreading, which we really appreciate. Thank you. I love what you both are doing and I'm so honored to be your first guest and can't wait to see who you have next. TBD. <laughs> yeah, nice. we, we can't wait to find out too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find us at highgluttony.com at Ty Gluttony on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And yeah, we can't wait to share this conversation. Thanks again for being our first guest, Katie. This was great. Yes, my pleasure. Bye. 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 (laughs) 